Um, Baby asks, how exactly did you come across Query and Echo? What did you think of them? What do you think of them now? And Yerbel Doodleberg asks, how's Echo and Query these days? <laughs> oh, they're fine. As well as two highly paid, well-heeled mercenaries can be. I first saw them when I was scouting out a rival nightclub for Oswald years ago. Uh, Omega, it was called. Echo bounced there. A fight broke out when a motorcycle club tried to crash the venue, Query being among them. The fight between Query and Echo was something to see from my privileged position, and it only ended when they counted their teeth and conceded a grudging draw. I figured, well, if they could fight like that against each other, imagine what they could do on the same team. I sent them calling cards, and they wisely agreed to be interviewed. Now they're my left and right hooks. Best decision they ever made. Anonymous asks, what is sex to you? I've said we need more sex ed in schools, but this isn't quite what I meant. <clears throat> sex refers to the biological differences between males and females, chiefly defined in terms of their reproductive organs and genetic distinctions. However, this may be too limiting. Sex can refer to the structural, functional, and sometimes behavioral characteristics that distinguish males from females and vice versa. It's not to be confused with gender, which is another subject entirely, but... Really, shouldn't your parents be telling you this? Anonymous asks, What sort of qualities do you look for in your assistants? And Nerdchicka asks, How would one go about becoming one of your hench girls? And Anonymous asks, Hello, Edward, or do you prefer Mr. Nigma? Would you be interested in a hench girl? I think you'll find I can be very useful given the chance. If you're up for it, I'll tell you who I am. If not, I will remain anonymous. And Diabloray asks, Hi, Riddler, just curious. What do you look for in your hench girls? And Diabloray asks, Can I be a hench girl? All the best. I and Anonymous asks, How do you rogues find henchmen? Good lord! People just lie down on those train tracks, don't they? First and foremost, I'm not hiring. Neither would I pick some pleb on the internet to be tasked with the supreme privilege of protecting me, nor would I pick someone who clearly just wants to get into my pants. For the sake of speculation, I require strength, loyalty, all the better if that loyalty is tied to a regular paycheck, and a certain shoot-first mentality. Now, one thing I've learned from these constant fawning questions is that many of you seem to like me or idolize me to a fashion. That is an undesirable quality. I do not pay you to like me. You do the job I pay you for and pull your own weight, or you get left behind to fend for yourself. If you still think you can do it, tell you what. If any of you can best my current hench girls in a feat of strength, you can take their positions. Sound fair? Good. I look forward to reading about your achievements in the obituaries. Anonymous asks, everyone has a first time story. And I'm not talking about your first crime either. That day, I got up before everyone else. Before dawn. It's possible I didn't even sleep. It had to be early. No one was going to stop me. I had a story rehearsed for where I was going and what I was doing, but no. They took my money and didn't ask. Hunched in the seat, my knees jumped as I stared out the window, heart pounding as I willed the bus to move, ever fearful that someone was just around the corner coming to drag me off like Persephone to Hades. 
this time, the world saw fit to roll in my favor, and nobody came. The bus pulled away with me on board, and I breathed again. I sat up and saw the horizon and the rising sun, just for me. The windows were open, the wind whipped my hair. I closed my eyes, smiled, and relaxed. For the first time in my whole life, I was free. I know you wanted to hear about the first time I had sex. This is better. Pancake Fairy asks, You've reformed and relapsed on your old ways so many times, Riddler. Why do you think that is? And Anonymous asks, How was going straight for you? Do you wish you could have stuck to it longer or got more support? And Definitely Glasses asks, Good day to you, Mr. Nigma. I'm curious about something by what you've expressed before. It would seem you have a brain capable of solving challenging riddles, puzzles, etc. So with all this talent, why not go into detective work? Or is it simply more fun to create crimes than solve them? And Permanent Noob asks, Hypothetically, what job would be your second choice if you gave up being the Riddler? And a user by any other name asks, Riddler, you're the smartest man in Gotham. Why don't you join the good guys and put the criminals behind bars? It would be as easy as solving a riddle. You would make Batman obsolete and be praised for the genius you truly are. Trying to be good is like going on a fad diet that you know is never going to stick. You believe it's the best thing for you. Surely it must be. Other people endorse the hell out of it. It worked for them. But really... Are these people you aspire to be? The answer is always no. And you keep asking yourself why the hell you're still doing this. But I'd rather not go back to being a detective, as I felt it too beholden to the whims of people I cared nothing for. I suppose if I had to choose an occupation outside of being the Riddler, I'd take the public sector. White-collar crime has always been right up my alley. Queen Derpalot asks, Have you ever thought about how you would die? And Valoscope asks, What do you plan to have done with your remains? Assuming there's enough of you left to account for, of course. Cremation with ashes scattered to the wind? Burial in an unmarked grave? Monuments in hired hench mourners? While actions do live longer than any of these things, I'm curious if they'd matter to you. I have a mausoleum prepared. The state of my remains would depend upon the manner of my death. If it is more seemly to be cremated, then we'll go with that. But all of this is spelled out in my last will and testament, along with a couple of interesting provisions. Put it this way. In the event of my death, certain packages containing certain things will be sent into the world without me to prevent them. The only regret that I could possibly have is that I won't be around to see the fallout. Anonymous asks, Hello, Mr. Nigma. I was just wondering, what was your father like? And Anonymous asks, How do you feel about your father? And Anonymous asks, I would just like to say that I love the responses and comments you've given to your followers, if that is the correct term. I can't help but agree with your opinions on all the subjective questions, but of course, you're always right and cocky about it, too. You deserve to be. 
flattery aside, I do have a question for you. Have you ever wondered what kind of person you would be if your father hadn't treated you as he did in your childhood? And Anonymous said, yo, I heard you got some daddy issues. And Anonymous asks, do you still hate your father? And Anonymous asks, you still hate your father? And Anonymous asks, would you say that your compulsion for riddles comes from the abuse you experienced at the hands of your father? Would you say that it also helped develop your narcissistic personality? Also, I've come to believe that your need to create and solve riddles is not only a product of your father's abuse, but also a side effect of your narcissism. Proof that your mind is indeed superior, and thus everything your father said about you was wrong. <sighs> Very well. Where do I begin? My father was a relentlessly self-improving boulangerie owner from Belgium with low-grade narcolepsy and a penchant for buggery. My mother was a 15-year-old French prostitute named Chloe with webbed feet. My father would womanize. He would drink. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. The sort of general malaise that only the genius possess in the insane lament. My childhood was typical. Summers in Rangoon. Luge lessons. In the spring, we'd make meat helmets. When I was insolent, I was placed in a burlap bag and beaten with reeds. Pretty standard, really. At the age of 12, I received my first scribe. At the age of 14, a Zoroastrian named Vilma ritualistically shaved my testicles. There really is nothing like a shorn scrotum. It's breathtaking. I suggest you try it. The real story is far less interesting, but <laughs> that's all you're getting. <laughs> Madam Phantom asks... Thanks for the follow-back, Riddler. Your blog is most quality, if I may say, and I hope you find mine at least somewhat entertaining. As for the question, have you ever tried to solve Einstein's logic puzzle? And if so, how challenging was it for you? How long did it take you to figure out? Oh, I don't look at what other people are doing. I don't care. Uh, the puzzle is the same as the subsequent logic puzzles birthed from it, simple enough because all you do is follow the logical constraints. It's not what I would call difficult, as all the information you need is in the clues. The real laugh is that he predicted only 2% of the population would be able to solve it. There's an exercise in delusion and self-aggrandizement. If you think you're special because you solved it, boy, have I got news for you. <laughs> Anonymous asks, have you ever had a relationship with any of your hench girls? And Diableray asks, is there more to any relationships you have with any of your hench girls other than them just being hired to help you take down Batman? And Anonymous asks, you've had plenty of women by your side in crime, but have you ever wanted someone like what Harley Quinn is to Joker? And Anonymous asks, you don't seem very interested in the idea of dating a hench girl. Have you had a bad experience or just not liked the idea? I've never had any inclination to date anyone who works for me. Aside from the thought never occurring, it strikes me as abysmally lazy. Next to which, have none of you ever heard the phrase, don't dip your pen in the company ink? Of course not. You have a Harlequin romance novel where your brains ought to be. Comics and Slushies asks, Hello, Riddler. I was just wondering if you've ever heard of the Evil Overlord list, and if you have, what do you think of it? 
<laughs> I originally thought that this heralded list was a ranked who's who of supervillainy and was rather looking forward to seeing where I was placed and what they said about me. But I seek it out, and what do I find? A list of rules. Rules! As if villains got anywhere by playing by the rules! I'm still waiting for the real list, by the way. Get on that, would you? <laughs>